Acquisitions Anonymous time. Today's deal was fascinating. We went into the world of firearm and firearm related e-commerce. Um, so me and Bill, me and Bill went deep. Uh, we found uh, a deal that's an accessories seller around e-commerce of firearms. Bill's done a lot of study in this and knows it really well. Uh, and then we dug into a bunch of random like second amendment style businesses that are just print money. I mean, just amazing, amazing little businesses. So stick around for this one. I think you'll really enjoy it. We had a ton of fun. And even Mirko said it was a banger. So so stick around. Uh, quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the episode. Hey, Michael here. Want to talk to you about today's sponsor for the episode, uh, which is cloudbookkeeping.com. Uh, so cloud bookkeeping is actually run by my neighbor, Charlie. So I've met him in person and uh, can attest that he's a real human being and a good person. Uh, and what cloud bookkeeping does is offer a full suite of bookkeeping services uh, all in the cloud uh, for you around QuickBooks and other technologies that you're using as a small business owner. Uh, so if you're interested in getting the bookkeeping part of running a business off of your plate and focusing on running your business, uh, Charlie and his team are one to call. Um, they can put together a bunch of other stuff in terms of helping you manage and grow your business besides just bookkeeping, um, sophisticated reporting, uh, definitely helping you get your QuickBooks online set up in the right way, uh, and a number of things around payroll as well. So uh, definitely know them and recommend them. If you want to find out more about cloud bookkeeping, um, you can go to their website at cloudbookkeeping.com. Uh, reach out to Charlie. I know many of you have uh, and see if he can help you uh, make your running your business easier and more fun by uh, letting them help with a lot of the bookkeeping solutions. So, uh, And when you call, mention this podcast. Uh, it would help us uh, and help Charlie know uh, that we're supporting him as well. So thanks a bunch and cloudbookkeeping.com uh, as the sponsor for today's episode. Bill, we got a banger of a deal today. We do. I'm excited for this one. It's unique. <laughs> All right. Uh, we determined I'm reading this one, the firearm accessories company. Go for it. All right. All right. I'm on it. All right. I'll put it up on the screen for those of you that are here uh, with us on the Twi on the uh, YouTube and uh, so this one uh, is from businessexits.com. Um, we found it. And I think there's some interesting stuff to learn from this one. So we pulled it out uh, to go through it in the podcast. So the title is Florida Firearm Accessories and Ammo Alternatives Company. The financial overview and the size of the business, uh, they're asking $5 million for it. It generates $1.7 million in revenue and a little over a million dollars in net income. Um, it is selling for a multiple, which they spell out for you, of four and a half times uh, the uh, the actual income. Which I guess that math works. So five million dollar business, they're asking they're asking five million for it. Revenue is one point seven million, and income is one point one million. They say, and here's the description: For sale are two Tampa based e commerce businesses that sell firearm related products. The first business offers accessories such as pistol grips and holsters. The second business sells less lethal ammunition alternatives such as nylon balls. There is a 70% profit margin on the products sold since they are manufactured in China and the seller owns all the molds. Uh, I assume that owning all the molds thing is, is somewhat important. So we'll dig into that. He also has copyrights and trademarks on the products and both businesses have retail and wholesale revenue. Uh, so that's interesting. The retail revenue is made through Amazon, eBay, and other online stores, and revenue is increased from 2020 
with 1.2 million in 2020 to 1.6 million in 2021. So 30%-ish growth year over year between 20 and 2021. Uh, while the owner is very involved in day-to-day operations, the new owner could hire an operations manager to make this business less hands-on. Uh, and then that is all they tell us for this thing that is located in Florida and sells gun-related stuff in Tampa. So what do you think, Bill? So I just got to open by giving major props to this broker. This is the most concise, value-dense <laughs> description of a business I have ever seen, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, it is like like no more than six or seven senses, and it tells you almost everything you need to know to pursue it or pass on it. Um, so let's just sort of you know break it down. So it's it's two businesses. I wonder if that means it's two LLCs or two brands, but it's being sold together. Pistol grips and holsters, and then less lethal ammunition alternatives like nylon balls. Um, so the first thing that's worth saying is like this is a firearms related business, um, and in e-commerce that is a razor's edge. Um, because all the use policies of a lot of your kind of standard ways to go to market in e-com are very firearm allergic. Um, so for example, you cannot advertise anything firearm related on Facebook, uh, which, which means one of two things, either one Facebook is out for customer acquisition for this business, or if they are using Facebook, you are one person or algorithm noticing away from zeroing that that advertising and customer acquisition channel. So the one thing I want to understand on any firearms related business is, are they using platforms they're not allowed to use? If so, there's a huge risk there that you could just one day walk into the bullet and you're never advertising on Facebook again, and boom, your revenue gets cut by a third or something. Um, That being said, if they know that, um, and they've carved out other ways to advertise, these businesses can be really defensible because it leaves you with only the stuff that is hard, like YouTube content or Google SEO, right? Amazon SEO, like the stuff that like kind of has moats because it takes a while. So if they're doing it right, it can be hard to kind of catch them. Um, the same thing goes for, for Amazon though. They say revenue is made through Amazon, eBay, and other online stores. I would be real sure that this product was actually allowed to be sold on Amazon. Not, oh, other people are selling it on Amazon, but actually allowed. Um, I, you know, I would ask that they seek a written approval from Amazon stating that these products were terms of service compliant. So that's the first thing. Yep. Uh, so I, I'd love to dig into, I mean, some of the economics here. So this is a business that sells a physical, sells physical products. It did 1.7 million in revenue and it does them at 70% profit margin. Like, I mean, I know some businesses that do 70% profit margin, but they have different dynamics than this. Like, it seems so rare that you run into an e-commerce business that is running at that kind of margin just because other people would come in and undercut you and still have huge margins. So, I mean, what do you think is going on with this? Uh, I think this is, again, huge props to the broker. The last sentence tells you everything. While the owner is very involved in day-to-day operations. So like pretty much the whole gross margin is dropping straight to the bottom line. Like there is no overhead. I mean, they've got, you know, their gross margins are 65%. I'm sorry, their net margins are 65% and their profit margins, their gross margins are 70%. So they've got 5% of revenue below the gross margin line, um, which tells you like, this is just his business. Um, you know, I will say, so Michael, you expressed some concerns about defensibility of a 70% gross margin. 
Um, the key phrase here is owns all the molds. So one, the, the key is that means no one else can use the molds, assuming your Chinese manufacturer is on the up and up. Um, a lot of times in China, the big risk, if you don't own your molds, is that someone else comes to your manufacturer, offers to place an order, and your manufacturer, I mean, especially in Chinese culture, like they do not care. They will take the order. There is no liability. And before you know it, like that next, the competitors got the exact same product made in your mold, right? So owning the molds is really important only if your manufacturer actually respects the fact that you own the molds and doesn't let anyone else use them. Um, so it's possible this is a technically complicated from a mold perspective product and that it's actually defensible. That being said, you know, mold cost can be between ten and $50,000, you know, depending on the thing. So like that's your moat. It's not nothing, but it's not huge either. I love, I love one of the tricks of just taking the, uh, before you sign the NDA, you take the you take the the nature of the business and you kind of Google what they tell you and then see what shows up. So I Googled Tampa non-lethal ammo e-commerce and there's a couple different little stores that came up. Ammo Ready is one, uh, but this one actually looks like uh, Thomas Net, maybe, well, maybe, or maybe this is the listing broker. But yeah, I'm always curious to see if we can find them like we did with the mask uh, in the, the, the firefighter mask we did previously. So I'm curious. Yeah. Curious. Here is ammunition from globalmilitaryproducts.com and they have non lethal products and they are located in, uh, they are located here in, um, in, in Tampa. Man. Yeah. I, hey, honey, guess what I did today? I bought an ammunition <laughs> website. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, now, you know, something important to mention too about this industry is it had a massive COVID bump. Yeah. Right. Like with, with all the riots in 2020, like the general fear around the pandemic, all that stuff, like firearm sales are through the roof. So anything in this industry, you got to be aware is coming off of a huge COVID bump. Yeah. Um, so this, you know, they grew very nicely from 2020 to 2021. I'd be very interested to see how their 2022 is tracking. Um, you know, the other side of that though, is like, now you've got a much larger installed base of firearm owners, right? That yep. might want to buy less than lethal ammunition. You know, maybe these people weren't the hardcore gun people. Maybe now they own a firearm. They don't want to kill anybody. Maybe they want nylon bullets. Maybe they want to practice with nylon bullets because I don't know the local regulations in all the places. Um, so you could argue that, you know, a bunch of people got guns and my my TAM increased, you know, for this yeah. the pandemic. Have you run across this business? I pulled up the website for it. Ammo Ready. Uh, I have seen this. This is an interesting business. Actually. Yeah, it's like a Shopify plus a plus a fulfillment. Well, I guess now Shopify does fulfillment too. But it's e-commerce. It's an e-commerce Shopify and fulfillment specifically for Second Amendment style businesses. So it has processing, websites, point of sale, all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, the, well, they'll make sure that you can't get canceled. Like, well, I guess what you talked about, Bill, you have to worry about that with a business like this. Um, and we actually went through that 15 years ago, you know, my wife and I opened up a, a business selling sparklers online and you're exactly right. Like Facebook was like, Nope, no fireworks. And we're like, no, no, they're not, they're different. This is different. Like they're, they sell them in convenience stores and grocery stores. And, uh, so it's really interesting that these guys have tried to go into that. I would be the thing I would click in the most when I would look at a pro uh, platform like this is the second amendment merchant processing. 
Like you have to worry about Visa, MasterCard, Amex deciding to do to you what they did to OnlyFans. Um, so super interesting. And another threat, I think, to our original business, you know, if you're firearm related, you got to worry, you got to worry about that threat. Yeah. You just have this work, like any piece of your critical business infrastructure could just fire you as a customer, like at any time, right? Which is a little scary. Um, so you've got to be really, but that's why these businesses like Ammo already exist because Shopify has probably fired firearms businesses as customers. And so there's a huge demand in the same way. Uh, there's a massive business called gunbroker.com, which is basically eBay for guns because eBay doesn't let you do guns. Um, so there, there's all, there's this whole like shadow value chain that has popped up in second amendment style businesses that is extremely lucrative and way worse. Like gun brokers, a way worse eBay, but eBay has seeded this market. Um, and I happen to know this is a giant business, by the way, a giant. Look at all these ads they have. These sponsored ads they have here. I mean, when you see that on a when you see that on a peer to peer platform, you're like, oh, these guys are printing money because it's 100 percent, you know, net margin here on this stuff. When you're selling ads, the, like this, this business is so big. By the way, it could be public. It, it is huge, huge. What's uh, the, but what's eBay the, doesn't want to touch it. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting. So. Kind of back to the the specific business here. There's a there's a couple other things you know that are worth mentioning. Um, this business has retail and wholesale revenue, which I think is good. You know, because that that's kind of direct, almost direct consumer, right? Direct to a retail store. Um, you can't be kind of canceled out. There's no platform between you and your customers uh, in for that business, which is great. Um, and then the last thing, you know, the owner being very involved in day to day operations. This me that means that this could be a great add-on for an existing e-commerce platform, um, where you know you're going to have to replace him. So, like, if you are just a guy and you want to buy this business, you're buying a job. Remember, there's five percent between their gross margin and their net margin. There's no other people. There's no other people. Like, that's just enough for software barely. Um, so, there's, it's him. It's a one-man show. So, you buy this, you're a one-man show. Maybe that's okay with you. Um, but you're going to pay a multiple of SDE. And this is, I think, a pure illustration of the trap of the SDE multiple here, right? Because you're going to pay 4.5 times SDE. But if you got to put in $150,000 general manager on day one, your effective multiple is north of five, right? So if you've got to have either do it yourself to maintain this as a, as a true multiple but that's not really fair because you got to take money out of the business or buy it onto an existing platform if you want to actually realize the true multiple. Yeah. I do think on the positive side, this meets all the characteristics for kind of the Twitter threads you're seeing now about how I bought a $5 million business with nothing down. Um, like it's under the SBA 7A limit. I understand, and I've never done an SBA loan, so <laughs> this is what it is. But they, uh, you know, this the e-commerce businesses will get done by SBA. I don't think this is a category that the SBA prohibits. Um, and you, you have a situation here, likely where the owner has been printing cash for so long they're willing to seller finance a portion of it on standby. So if you could get the seller to put up, say, a million of the five on standby. Um, you're able to get a, a seller note or able to get an SBA loan for some some big portion of the rest. You could probably, you know, get yourself a million dollars worth of income here for hundred or two hundred thousand dollars invested on your behalf. Um, and again, this is all 
I've never done this, but this is what the Twitter threads say you can do. But um, you know, something like this could be pretty exciting uh, if you're willing to assume $5 million in personally guaranteed term debt to the U.S. government. Yep. You're, uh, you're just going to have the, that. The thing that scares me with a PG loan for business like this is just the compliance risk. Like Amazon, yep. like the wind changes, right? At, in November, I guess it probably looks like it's going even redder in November, perhaps, but like the wind, the wind changes in an election and like Amazon drops you, like now you're PG and on the hook. There's just, there's so many of these value chain compliance political risks in this that signing up for a PG loan on a firearms business just scares the crap out of me. So you almost have to do this is almost right then for somebody doing a bolt on who could sustain a component of their their business just disappearing. Um, I mean, that's yep. that's kind of it. I mean, I'm in some businesses where they could disappear tomorrow with regulatory changes. With their, their very low likelihood. But yeah, there are ones where my cost basis is much lower than four and a half times income. <laughs> and I'm right. also stuck um, with them. So I can't get rid of them. So. <laughs> and this is a big, like, I mean, you're talking about PGing, you know, $4 million. That is a lot. This is not like $500,000. Like, this is a big right. loan. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it just makes me nervous. So this is, I think, ripe. A couple things. One, this has every aspect, characteristic of a business that would trade for four, four and a half times right. if it were not in firearms. Yeah. Right? So I think, you know, a valuation discount here is appropriate. Everything else about this smells like four to four and a half times the great margins, you know, yep. simple supply chain, all that stuff. Uh, but I think a, a category specific discount is appropriate. Um, the other thing is, is we are squirrely about um, about an SBA loan that's personally guaranteed. This it's not big enough for kind of non non recourse bank financing. This is a seller finance deal. Like has it written all over it? Um, you know, a non recourse, non personally guaranteed seller note would be what I would pursue for this one. Really interesting. So, so let's say you you were to go set something like that up. Let's say you go raise um, or come up with a million dollars in equity to do a business like this. And then you ask the seller to go in and finance four million on top of that. And you make some of that contingent upon, you know, the uh, you make that an earnout, right? You make it so that you have to have a situation where Amazon doesn't cancel you. Uh, the sale of these products doesn't become illegal and go go bump stock on you. Um, and then, so you pay them off potentially with cash flow over the, over the coming years. Um, you know, unfortunately you have to have a seller willing to do that. 80% seller financed is, it turns out most people don't want that bill. They want the cash no, up front. They, <laughs> they don't like it. I mean, I, I would even structure it a little bit more like an earnout. like, you know, yeah. seller note is $4 million and you're going to get 50% of EBITDA until you get back $4 million or five years has gone by, whichever happens first. Something like that. This also feels, I, I love that. This also feels like a situation in which, you know, there's this category of people for whom the Second Amendment is almost religious. Like, if this is something that you're, if that's your crusade, if that's your cause, maybe crusade's the wrong word, but if that's your cause um, and, it, and you have that level of passion about it, I think this is potentially something right for those people. For me, I, I've, I own no guns and I'm not interested in it. Um, but for the right person, if you're passionate and this is something you want to, you want to go to China and deal with your factory and optimize how many grams of nylon you have in your, your non-lethal ammunition, like it could be a lot of fun. 
Let me say something else about the online firearms industry. I looked into this at one point because I thought it was a really interesting investment opportunity. Um, there is kind of the eBay versus gun broker thing. Like eBay is like, you know, kind of they're too uppity in a way to pursue firearms. So they're just like, we're not going to do that. Um, so like all of like the coastal elite, you know, went to Harvard, you know, professional internet markers will marketers will not touch this crap with a 10 foot pole. So you are essentially playing no offense to my friends who own these businesses. You're playing at a lower level, right? Is it is less competitive. Um, so if you can be really good, you can be one of the best. You can really outcompete people um, because the very best folks are selling other things, right? Because of their own moral convictions, um, which is a big opportunity. Uh, I mentioned, though, that, you know, the thing that is a little bit scary is like all that value chain risk where I actually came down on it was I think the best opportunities in this sector are around uh, being affiliate businesses to and sending customers like creating content, you know, not selling anything. You have no credit card processing. You have no inventory risk. You have no platform risk, you know, just ranking content like what are the best nylon bullets? What is the best non-lethal ammunition? What are the best holsters for this model, this model, this model of gun? And then referring that traffic to the people that actually take all the regulatory risk and you skim off your 20% CPA and it's pretty much straight margin and you kind of sidestep all of this uh, value chain risk. So that was where I yeah. came down after looking at it for about a year. Well, if this guy, a guy, I assume it's a man, <laughs> usually women don't start businesses like this. So he, she, they, if this person uh, running this is at 70% profit margin, making this much money, you know, at that kind of gross margin, any incremental dollar to them is free profit. So they're going to pay up. I mean, if, if this is consistent with the other, other kind of profit margins in this market, yeah, it's ripe for affiliate level stuff. Um, do you run the do you run the danger of people getting involved in kind of that affiliate side being ones that are more competitive? Back to your idea that you know there's not a lot of talent fighting in this market. So I looked at it, and yes, but there are like two or three really good content affiliates in this whole space. Like I actually mapped it all out. There is room for a ton more, ton more. Super um, if, if you are just as an example of like one guy that's really good, uh, is called pewpewtactical.com. Uh, just <laughs> like freaking nails it though. I mean, their content is amazing. Like they've got people going out to ranges, 4K video, totally SEO optimized titles, but they don't sell anything. Yeah. It's just affiliate links. And like Seven, these guys yeah. freaking nail it, but they are on like 10% of the keywords they could be on. Wow. Seven best twenty-two caliber rifles. Bigger isn't always better. Yep. Yeah, I yep. mean, you see the titles, right? Seven best, ten best. You know, these are all keyword optimized. Like, they know what they're doing here. Yeah. And it's just purely an affiliate business. I love the name. I love the name because it's so cool. They have this, like, very masculine, like, uh, this very masculine kind of design for the whole thing. And it's keyword optimized. And then the name of it is Pew Pew Tactical. Like, just so great. <laughs> Just so great. Yep. They sell merch. Look at this. They have a merch store. Dude, this is a, a great store. business. I freaking love this business. This <laughs> this guy kills it. He does it exactly right. Notice he's selling nothing. He's selling belts, shirts with his logo on it. Like nothing, no holsters, like no, nothing actually firearm related. Just t-shirts. 
It's so fascinating. They, I pulled up this picture and I'm just stunned at the uh, the pop-up and the models that they have for the pop-up. It's tattoos and like hair product and tight, tight t-shirts. Uh, Check out what he's done though. You, what you didn't even realize, look at the URL in your menu bar. He's outsourced this. You're at a different company's website right now. <laughs> That's amazing. So he's totally hands off. He's not touching the inventory. He's just licensed his name and he's sending traffic. He's an affiliate to his own merch. <laughs> that's great oh man so so far today star. i love this website so far so far today in this episode we decided that this online e-commerce ammo alternatives company is printing money like crazy but way too risky to invest in for most most normal humans that there is a shopify for guns that looks like in itself also a very risky business but could be printing money then we found that gunbroker.com, the eBay for guns, is also a money cannon. And then Pew Pew Tactical is perhaps the best business we've ever looked at in the history of businesses. Better better or worse than the uh, than the wine rating company? Would you rather own this or the wine rating company? I'd rather own this. Whoa. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, I just because the wine rating company is replicable. Yeah. This is not replicable unless you are willing to send people to gun ranges and film it. You know, like it's there's just a much lower set of people. Like the barrier to entry on this is major yeah. because you've got to be digital savvy and firearm savvy. And that is a Venn diagram that does not have a huge overlap. Uh, and there is no way <laughs> there's no way I would this would be happening at the Girdley household. It's like not. <laughs> there's there's the venn diagram reduces where it's like nope i want to stay i want to stay in married <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're on the digitally savvy side of the venn diagram <laughs> i mean i can make this business mm-hmm. happen but you're not going to see me at a gun range uh except yeah. well, for so what's interesting is none of these people you see at the gun ranges are the guy who owns it interesting they're, i mean i bet, I bet you like, could uh, boys yeah, I bet there are nerds, gun nerds who are willing to go out and do this and do all the research and then you hire somebody off of Upwork and you you write the uh you write the thing up. Look at this. They have a the best AK forty seven magazines and then the in the picture they took all the magazines and they spelled out the word pew. P E W <laughs> for Pew Pew Tactical. Yeah. Man, man, it's you know, so much money floating around in this country in arms. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's right. Directly and then indirectly. I mean, that's the thing that always I always look at like you go into a gun shop or whatever, and you look at this thing that is made out of about twelve dollars worth of steel. It's made off of technology from 150 years ago that hasn't evolved since, you know, since let's say at the Korean War. And uh it's nine hundred dollars at a gun shop. And I understand they have a lot of costs associated, but it's like, oh my God, like like just unreal amounts of of money flowing around uh, in these purchases, just unreal. So you want you want to know some more uh, some info on the margin structure of these things? Sure. Um, so I again I like actually canvassed this industry, so I learned a ton, talked to a lot of people in it. The margin, if you are a gun store and you are or, you know and on, there are online ones too, and they deal with all the compliance around shipping. Um, the margins on the actual firearms are almost nothing. I mean, I'm talking like you sell a nine hundred dollar firearm, you make ten dollars. Wow. Like rate, it's just like the gas at the gas station. The whole business is the chips and the soda and everything else, the snacks. In the case of firearms, it's the biggest thing are the optics, the uh, the scope, 
on top of the firearm, like massive 50% margins for the retailer. Uh, all the like accessories, that's where all the margin is. The actual firearms themselves are a compliance nightmare to ship and the margins are razor thin. And that being said, on the manufacturing firearm side, also a terrible business uh, because A, it's hilariously cyclical. Uh, if you pull up like fire, firearm sales, it's like, you know, huge spikes when Democrats are in office. Democrats are the best gun salesmen in the world. Huge, you know, crater uh, when the Republicans are in office. It's like private equity has bought and gone bankrupt in like all the major firearm manufacturers multiple times. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's a it's a capital intensive manufacturing business. So you like scale up and then your demand evaporates and boom, you're bankrupt or you use debt to buy the business. Um, but the, the reason their margins aren't insane is the liability insurance. Just huge chunks of, you know, it's not the product cost that gets you. Yeah. It's the liability insurance. It's so interesting, this pattern. And I think we saw it in the pool business as well to where I, you know, I was really surprised to learn at first I would be like, oh, if you're going to be in the pool business, you want to be in the pool maintenance business because it's recurring revenue. Like you get it every month. Isn't that great? And everybody's like, no, no, no. You want to be in the construction business for pools. Like, and here's why, right? Like the problem with, you know, anyway, the long story short, the problem with the pool maintenance business is it's very fungible. Like you're just totally at the mercy of some homeowner deciding to switch to another pool maintenance person and your margins get super compressed. Um, And you're dealing with the pain in the ass of all these people and and customer acquisition is tough and all that kind of stuff. Um, The reason the pool construction business is so good is most markets only support two or three big ones and everybody else just picks up the scraps. And uh, it's like, oh, like it's same thing here. Like you would think the gun manufacturers, you know, at the origin who are taking $10 worth of steel and turning it into an $800 gun would be printing money. Uh, And it turns out it's the guy giving you the little leather holster. He's making all the money. Yep. The gun manufacturers, all their profit, by the way, is in the government contracts. Like that's the whole ballgame. Totally. Totally. Well, because they got to have guns at the government. Otherwise, the army doesn't shoot. No pew pew there. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, Yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely support our sponsors. They're paying us money to produce these high quality episodes of us producing banger episodes. So go check out cloud bookkeeping and uh, tell them we sent you, uh, they, they want you to be their customer. Um, it's been really surprising, Bill. Actually, I talked to Charlie about cloud bookkeeping and for a while, like, like he was getting tons of inbound of people that were new business owners and they would go straight from our episodes buy a company and then go straight to him. That's awesome. We're we're driving conversions for our advertisers. Love it. There you go. Who need, we're we're everybody's best affiliate. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll click stop and we'll see y'all soon. <laughs>